My name is Megan Ford. I'm a digital marketing strategist with the Professional Pricing Society, and excited to bring you another pricing interview with a pricing expert. This expert today is Mr. Whitney Gibson, a partner at the Voorhees Law Firm. He's also a featured speaker at our upcoming 28th annual pricing workshops and conference in Miami, Florida this spring. We're very excited to jump into this interview. Welcome, Whitney. So thank you much for having me. Uh, the, the Voorhees Law Firm is an AMLAW Top 200 law firm. We have approximately 375 attorneys uh, at the I head up a group that focuses, as you said, on online brand uh, and reputation issues. Uh, but our, one of our largest practice areas that we focus on is helping businesses deal with preventing online price erosion uh, that is being caused a lot by their authorized sellers that are violating map policies, being caused by third-party unauthorized sellers that are getting a hold of their products and selling them for cheap, uh, counterfeit sellers, traffic diversion schemes, and, and other things. So our, our focus really is, when we work with businesses, is trying to help them be uh, successful and, and maintain their prices in the kind of ever-growing e-commerce landscape, uh, while at the same time preserving their price uh, and the profits that they're making in non-e-commerce related channels. Uh, so uh, there's a lot that goes into that, um, which we can get into here today, but that is, that's, that's sense, in essence kind of the focus of the practice is to kind of help, help companies in those areas. Thank you, Whitney, for shedding a little bit more light about your business and what it is that you're going to focus on today. So let's get started and talk directly out into, excuse me, about price erosion. So as we know, e-commerce and pricing online is a very hot topic within the pricing industry, and we're excited to learn more about your expertise in this matter, specifically price erosion. It's a serious concern for business owners, brands, and of course, small businesses. How are unauthorized or gray market sellers causing price erosion? Yeah, so what's, what's happening is there's been a rapid growth in the third-party marketplaces that has occurred over the last three to four years. And what, what this has done is it's created platforms where anybody that can get a hold of um, our products or business products, they can sell them online pretty easily. They don't have to create a website and they don't have to be able to direct traffic because it's taken care of. If they can sell it for cheap, um, then they can usually have pretty good success selling on the online market plat on the online marketplaces. So for businesses, what this means is they've got this slew of third parties out there that, that, have, that have models that are designed how do I get manufacturers' products for cheap out of distribution chain so I can under, undercut their prices on the marketplaces and still make a good profit? And they'll, they'll buy from you know, end-of-season sales. They'll buy liquidation sales. They'll work with people to set up to be authorized retailers that are really just arbitrages to divert products over to somebody who sells on the marketplaces. They will talk to people who work in returns departments. Uh, to ask them to send over products to them where they can sell online, um, and they use a variety of other tactics. But the problem this creates then is for the manufacturers when they're trying to sell through their authorized channels, they now face this competition out there from these unauthorized sellers that are selling on the marketplaces for really cheap. And 
this this competition has a lot of uh, negative impacts on on the authorized channels. It puts those authorized seller in a position where they either have to drop their prices, uh, in in which case you know they have to turn around and demand from the manufacturer that they they get better prices and deals from the manufacturer, which causes price erosion, um, or they have to they have to try to sell, which is is very difficult, and ultimately you know they risk really jeopardizing their business, um, and or they just quit selling the manufacturer's products. But you know from a price erosion perspective, with those cheap products being sold by the third parties, ultimately uh, you know this this results in often what I call a cascading effect, where you've got these authorized sellers that in order to match those prices of the third parties will drop them. And now the consumers get comfortable with uh, cheap, lower prices for those products. They go into the brick and mortar stores and they see the, the products being sold for expensive and they remember that they saw it for cheaper online so they don't want to buy that from, from that store for that price. Um, and so they will again resort back to buying it online. So uh, you know, it causes a lot of problems including price erosion, including upset retailers. Um, for these manufacturers, that, that has really become a hot button issue uh, that they have to deal with today. Whitney, that was more than enough information. And based on what you're sharing, it sounds like more and more business owners should be paying much closer attention to what's going on within their industry, and particularly with price erosion. So, our next question: What are additional examples where we have seen this play out within the marketplace? You mentioned a few. Um, can we get some specific examples? Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of manufacturers where they will they they are looking at their Amazon platform and they're trying or looking at eBay and they're trying to figure out what it is that they want to do from a, a strategy standpoint and they will see that they have a lot of they'll start off and they'll say I've got a bunch of my authorized sellers that are. Uh, on, on these platforms, I, I'm allowing them, my brick and mortars, to just sell on there, and I don't want to upset them. But what happens is, is these authorized sellers will lower prices to try to win the buy box and try to maximize sales. So now they've got uh, you know, a lot of these cheaper products being sold with their authorized channels uh, complaining about that. They'll go, they'll try to implement a, a, a map policy so a minimum advertising pricing policy where they'll ask the authorized sellers to follow it, um, but with but still without kind of revising their distribution strategy, they'll still end up in the same problems because they're trying to control control those authorized sellers in the marketplaces. But they just have such motivation uh, to lower prices to try to win those buy boxes and try to win the, the sales on these marketplaces that it just becomes very difficult for them to control. And also with the third-party unauthorized sellers out there selling for cheap, if they don't have a plan for that and a way to address those third-party unauthorized sellers, then the whole map policy approach becomes really futile because they're trying to go to their authorized sellers and saying, hey, you need to sell uh, under the map in minimum advertising pricing policy. You need to advertise at a certain price. Uh, and the authorized retailer will say, well, I'm not – I'm not going to do that because you've got all these third-party sellers over here that are selling your products much lower. And there's no way I can sell them, and it really puts the manufacturer in a tough spot. And I see that pattern 
play out over and over uh, for companies that really don't have a strategy thought through from the beginning to the end of how to uh, how to deal with that issue. Whitney, so what exactly can brands, businesses, and really business owners do to prevent this kind of price erosion or to switch or turn the tide, I think, um, the outcome if it's already begun? So I think, I think you need a comprehensive strategy that starts with up your distribution uh, policies, your distribution strategy, having the right policies and agreements in place all the way through to allow you to have escalated enforcement if necessary. And where I see a lot of companies today with the market, they will, maybe they'll go buy one piece of technology or they will go hire uh, one lawyer to maybe go after a few people. Um, or, you know, they'll just put a, a policy in place on the front end. But what they really haven't thought how to do is how to do it from the beginning all the way to the end. And, and what I mean by that, I'm just going to take you through a few steps here. I think, first of all, you want to think about how, how can I distribute my products in a way that is going to maximize our business goals, maximize our sales, and at the same time allow us to be able to control our authorized sellers and stop unauthorized sellers from selling online to prevent price erosion. And that there are strategies that can make that much easier to be able to control and do. And one of the things that we're seeing businesses have more and more success with today is a strategy where they pick one or two authorized resellers to sell in the marketplaces. Uh, and those resellers uh, will agree to abide by the MAP policy. They will be very experienced and skilled in driving traffic to the company's products. They will be experienced in getting the products ranked high on the marketplace search results. Um, and then what the company does is they prohibit all their other authorized sellers from just jumping on the marketplaces and selling. And this has, we've seen this have a lot of benefits. Um, one of them is that by having a, a company that uh, specializes in driving traffic and letting them sell the vast majority of your products in the marketplaces, you now have somebody that's highly motivated uh, to be able to drive traffic to your products, also has the resources to put into it, and has the skills. And so that alone can significantly increase the sales in the marketplaces. But then on the other hand, it also prevents a situation where you don't have all your authorized sellers on these marketplaces just competing against each other for price. Um, you know, you have them prohibited. And so now you've got, you know, the, the one or two parties that you trust to sell on there that have already, that you know are not going to violate your map. And you, you put in a policy where you don't allow your others to get on there, and now you don't have that, those folks just kind of cannibalizing each other and competing at price and ultimately uh, kind of eroding on your prices. So I think from a distribution strategy, I think that I'm seeing businesses have a lot of success on that front. Then it's you know, making sure that you have the policies and, and agreements in place that allows you to be able to have enforcement still against your authorized in unauthorized channels across the internet. And 
to start with to control your authorized sellers in addition to keeping them off the marketplaces, uh, implementing a, a minimum advertising pricing policy where you have them a policy that's distributed and that tells them if they advertise their price products below a certain price, then it, you may not basically supply them products or supply them advertising or other business incentives or disincentives. So you have that policy to your authorized sellers. And a lot of companies will just write that policy, but they also don't really through how does how does it need to be structured to, to be able to enforce against that. And one of the things you want to do if you're going to allow people to sell online, your authorized sellers, is they, they have to give you the screen names where they're going to be selling. They need to give you the websites where they're going to be selling. So you actually can monitor them. And then you want a good, there's a number of really good technology companies out there um, uh, that we've worked with that do a really nice job of monitoring um, and helping companies provide a platform to be able to find the authorized sellers that are violating the map uh, and then helping them enforce against that. Uh, and so you really want to be able to set up that way to be able to control, you know, to be able to control that advertising pricing of your authorized sellers. Then what you also do have to do though is part of that enforcement. I think there are a lot of companies uh, aren't don't really set up for this. Is be able to have an enforcement plan against the third-party sellers because you know that the third parties are going to be trying to get a hold of your products for cheap and sell them online. And if you just try to have the policy with your authorized, don't have the enforcement against your unauthorized, it's just going to end up in a mess and a nightmare for, for, the, for the brand. So with the unauthorized, uh, the first thing that we typically look at is taking steps to put the company in a position where they have legal claims against the unauthorized. And the way you do, the way you do that is it relates to U.S. trademark law, and under the trademark law, typically if someone buys your products and they resell it, uh, they, they are able to do that without violating your trademarks under what's known as the first sale doctrine, that generally after you sell it, you've exhausted your trademark rights, and the person who bought it can ordinarily resell it. However, there's exceptions to that, where if someone buys your product and they resell it, uh, if they're selling a materially different product that's being sold in your authorized channel, or they're selling something that and distributing it in a fashion that either does not com comply with your quality controls, interferes with your ability to control your own quality controls or apply them, then uh, you can have trademark claims against them. So what this leads to then is companies looking at, on the front end, how are they going to operate? And you know, one important thing on both of these is the material differences and the quality controls, they don't have to be physical differences. It can be differences of warranty. It can be difference of guarantee. It can be difference of return policy. It can be a difference of, you know, on the quality control fund. It can be having certain things in your agreements with your authorized retailers that relate to quality controls, and then you know, that you don't, you aren't able to have with those unauthorized sellers, or having policies related to recalls or, um, you know, vetting potential authorized retailers are important to your quality that you can't apply to the authorized sellers. We have a list of over 50 things that we've, options we come up with. You only need one difference of quality controls, one difference of material differences. So we'll look at that and usually can find something pretty easy that a company can do on the front end that we know that unauthorized sellers, as a practical matter, typically cannot or will not do, do when they're selling the products. And 
you know, what this does is, I mean, it's good for the customers at the end of the day. Uh, it's encouraging brands more and more to provide quality controls and services and benefits in their authorized channels that distinguish themselves from all these third-party unauthorized and that bring extra value to their trademark, but also give them the ability to enforce uh, that trademark against these unauthorized sellers when they're then engaging in the sales of products that don't have this quality controls or material differences that exist in the authorized channels. Now, that's a lot of detail and, and nuance, I know, uh, in legalese, but at the end of the day, it's critical that you, you set up the brand, I think, to prevent this price erosion, to be able to have these legal claims against these third-party authorized sellers. Because now, when you step back and you go to enforce, when you're seeing third-party unauthorized sellers are selling online, you have the trademark claims to go against them. With your authorized, you have the map policies that you can use uh, to bring them into compliance with the minimum advertising prices, and you can control uh, these these sales online and do a much better job uh, of really preventing the price erosion. So, you know, once you do once you do that and you set yourself up, then you can go through an enforcement strategy where you know there's different workflows we set up from an enforcement perspective, but what, what we really try to focus on is creating a, a comprehensive involves technology, involves investigation, involves legal running in a very efficient manner. And so what we'll do is we'll set that up where we'll have technology can find the unauthorized sellers and map violators. Um, then we'll be working with the brand and the technology companies can have initial C&D letters. Then if necessary, you can escalate to, to a, a firm like ours where then we'll have a system where uh, we'll go after these folks. And a lot of these sellers, they, these unauthorized sellers, they think what they're doing is not illegal. They think that you're not going to identify them or there's not going to be consequences. So we have a, a flat fee approach that we use where we hit all those pain points where we send them CNDs letting them know why it's illegal. If that doesn't come down, then we'll go to the next step of identifying them and letting them know we know who they are and where they are. Then from there, we'll send them a draft complaint. We'll find that over 90% will come down going through that process, and if they don't, we always have the option for escalated legal enforcement from there. So we'll run that uh, on a systematic basis to be able to go and enforce against that. And with the right strategy and doing that enforcement, we can see brands that are able to control those prices and ultimately have much more success in the e-commerce space. So, um, you know, I know that was kind of a, a long-winded description, but I, I think ultimately that's important for businesses to know and kind of hear uh, of, of the right approach when they're when they're dealing with these uh, these these price erosions in this kind of new e-commerce era. Thanks, Whitney. I think you're exactly right. E-commerce is really one of the hot-button topics, particularly for business owners and in the digital market space, and pricing absolutely is going to play a factor in your in the success of the business, particularly price erosion, as you mentioned, and along with description is only scratching the surface, as we all know. This is something that businesses should actually be paying more attention to. So you, you gave an excellent, excellent teaser uh, for the fact that you'll be a featured presenter at our upcoming pricing conference this spring. And attendees at the conference will hear a little bit of what you just shared and so much more um, at the 28th annual Spring Pricing Workshops and Conference this spring in Miami, Florida, held May 2nd through the 5th. We're very, very 
very, very excited to have you. So you will be hosting a workshop, and our workshop with you is entitled A New Approach for Stopping Third-Party Unauthorized Sellers. So we know that, you, again, you gave an awesome teaser. What could attendees learn in addition when they register for your workshop? Well, they will learn, I think, in further details. We'll discuss what I find valuable for a lot of businesses, benchmarking, what are the different strategies that we're seeing businesses use from a distribution strategy to, to maintain their prices and margins uh, in a online and also just across all their channels, what are the strategies they're using from an enforcement to maintain those prices. Uh, and so we'll go into details uh, on, on each of those issues um, and, you know, really kind of help businesses that leave the workshop really understand kind of from a comprehensive perspective each of the different steps that uh, they can take to ultimately really help, help them prevent price erosion uh, in, in light of uh, the, a lot of the unauthorized sales that's occurring today on the various marketplaces. That's going to be so awesome. We're excited to have you yet again. So Whitney, I want to thank you for joining us today on this exclusive pricing podcast. We're looking forward to seeing you in Miami. And I would like to share with all of our listeners that if you're interested in learning more about the Professional Pricing Society's upcoming workshop, please visit us online at pricingsociety.com. And all of the full pricing workshops and conference details are fully listed on the very front of our website. To learn more about Whitney and the Voorhees Law Firm, Whitney, where can you share with our attendees that so they can find more about you and your business practice? Yeah, we have a, a website called onlinesellerenforcement.com. Um, so if you go to that website, you'll be able to read about all the different strategies that we use. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Whitney, for joining us. And until next time, happy pricing.